Magic 8-Ball. True. New segment. <laughs> I don't even I think know we what that need means. a new segment. We asked the Magic 8-Ball. our new segment We be? asked the Magic 8-Ball the answer to some viewer question. Our new segment should be, guess how long we're going to be on sabbatical next time. <laughs> <laughs> we will send you stickers if you win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I would forget the scripted intro if you didn't write it down. Thanks. <laughs> we haven't done it too many times. What is my, so. uh... What yeah, is how my many raccoons? No, no raccoons. I need something fresh. Something fresh. Gay raccoons? How many pride buses? Three pride buses in a trench coat. <laughs> Three board members in a trench coat. <laughs> That's good. What have you guys been up to? Work, sleep, eat, repeat. Nice. Yeah, he has a nine to five. Oh, I've been doing nine to five. At the library? Yeah. Damn. Didn't know they'd give you that many hours. Except Friday. But otherwise. Because I, I can't be full time. They'll give you like all 30 hours or something? 32? 32, yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm. Do you want some big cookie? I will have some big From a uh, vending machine. Vending machine? It looks surprisingly fresh though. Cougar Mountain? What is this BYU ass cookie? Oh, uh, mm. yes. I will take a small sample. It's suspicious. It might contain BYU. Oh, yeah. Fair precaution. No, it's pretty good. The key doesn't work in my computer very well anymore. Life and death of the gloop. Wait, the gloop is in the Logan gloop? No, the gloop as in the Salt Lake City gloop. Okay. okay. Yeah. Have you tried cleaning your computer? Yes. Uh, mm. I, have you guys noticed the signal issue at Stadium Station for the tracks? Oh, where it like glitches on sometimes? Well, where it stays on and it doesn't give the solid light for the operator. Oh, so that's they, new. They, they're heading up towards the hospital. And they have to stop and honk they, and go? Well, no, they just stop and wait for it to change for like a minute or two. Oh my god, that's new. It could be because it's not being tripped correctly by the... I'm a bit suspicious because... Uh, uh, but bef- it's, it's been an issue for like about three weeks now. And before the construction, it was having an issue where it would like sometimes randomly go on for like 10 seconds with no train. There's definitely a signal issue. Yeah. Are they going to fix it? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Bus bridge is silly though. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's... <laughs> the, the red line bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. did, uh, did you guys make it to the downtown walking thing by the library mm-hmm. the one yeah the was it was it good because I, I haven't been to it the what downtown walking they, thing? they have a pedestrianized street oh by the, library. the gloop the gloop oh is that the gloop the yeah, it's, it's, it's called? called the green loop okay so okay we've been okay. calling it the gloop okay okay i think that's funny yeah so yeah that's what we're talking about we okay. actually spent a lot of time there because it's really nice i haven't been yet but i really want to go it's gone. Okay, well, great. <laughs> Good That's time. what I get for being in Logan for two weeks. Uh, yeah. I got to see the gloop, but I didn't get to see the gloop. The inferior gloop. <laughs> okay, are we doing this thing? No, what? we're not doing a podcast episode at all. Okay. I, I had a thought pop in my mind today. I was like, so much of this AI stuff is happening. And... There's now probably enough audio on the internet of us all speaking, 
that maybe we can just quit and have <laughs> have have an AI generated red line. Like like those like TikToks where Joe Biden and Donald Trump and like Obama are just talking about stuff. To <laughs> <each other. laughs> okay, I, I, I like that. Yeah. Gaming but or whatever. We could have an AI episode of the red line. We we could have an AI generated car positive episode of the red line. <laughs> stuff we'll we would never for, say. We'll do it for next April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> But I was just thinking, like, someone could take all of this audio, make a fake Alex, and then, like, threaten my family with it. Be like, help, I'm tied up. Well, I guess you won't make that part. And then you can talk in, like, overly verbose chat GPT sentences. Yeah. Help, I have been tied up by my captors in this room. Please pay 100,000 Great British Pounds. (laughs) Uh, Great British Pounds are the currency of um, Great Britain. The United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, as well as its overseas dependencies. Yeah, now I kind of wish I had a ChatGPT account so I could just have it make some bullshit right now. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. Uh, Our job is replaceable now because we've supplied all of the audio. Yeah, as long as you don't care what we're saying and you just want to listen to yeah, the soothing sound of our voice. Yeah, you just want to listen to the soothing sound of <laughs> Alex's voice. An approximation of the soothing sound. Hey, it means if I get sick again, you can make episodes That's with true. me. That's <laughs> true. If you die of cancer, we will keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I, that's why there's an AI Beatles song coming out. <laughs> oh, if you saw. Yeah, yeah, actually. Like John Lennon's yeah. uh, voice, they like ripped it from an old track of a song they never published, and mm. then they cleaned it up, and now they're going to put it in an actual song. It'll be the Beatles' cool. song. <laughs> I feel like it's weird. But I don't know how George is going to play. That's kind of that, weird. That's the part I have trouble with. I mean, I feel like if they use the original audio of the actual person, then that's like an okay tribute. If they like... Just feed it into an AI. That's just weird. Well, it, it's just like to clean it up. And yeah. yeah. Like what I used to um, yeah. scrub audio from the quotes that we're using for the other oh podcast that I'm definitely not making. Okay. Very so, ominous. Are you, not, are you going to have a full orchestra score for this other podcast? Uh, in the frankly, in the spirit of Star Trek? My co-host or Star Wars. Like five instruments, so... Is this a political? Star Wars nerd. That's a Star so Wars podcast. So it's a Star Wars politics podcast. So you're going to talk about Reagan's Star Wars? <laughs> no. I think this that had that better would be, be a like, topic. I want to be on a podcast and talk about Reagan's Star Wars. I want to be on a podcast and talk about Reagan. I love the guy. He's horrible. You got to do an episode about this just because it's like the namesake. That's true. It could be our joke episode. Yeah. Well, when's that happening? Uh, so my friend works, like, beyond full-time, so it's taking her a long time to spin up stuff, and since I already have a podcast, as well as numerous other things that I do, mm-hmm. and this is her thing... You're just speaking. I am sp- I am the dumb bimbo in the podcast, if that makes sense. Okay, is so, my role. so my role. <laughs> you're, you're taking my job. <laughs> yeah, stop, like, reflecting this off the mirror that is your other friend. What? No, I'm just the one that doesn't know anything about Star Wars and knows a lot of things about politics, is my role. Okay, okay. You're just talking, you're not logisticking, and you're not writing. Yes. Well, I am writing. Some. Because you're not writing this literally is the sort everything. Of, this is the sort of, yeah, this is the sort of script that requires, like... Writing? Collaboration instead of just, like, research and then putting it on a page. <laughs> Except this episode, which had neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just crapping on our own podcast at this point, which, uh, shouldn't we, like, record that? Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a lot of good, like, B-roll, though. That doesn't mean I'm getting rid of it. Okay. Uh, everything's safe. It usually means I'm getting rid of it, but not necessarily. 
know. We said no, some funny. We've things. had some good banter. Yeah. Like Given that this AI, episode is just AI bits. Is, you need the twenty minutes of uh, random bullshitting before the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves that. <laughs> like a cold open but completely irrelevant it's mm-hmm. what some people base their entire podcast off of you know hello and welcome to the joe rogan experience <laughs> <laughs> once we actually like start producing videos at like a non-zero rate i will be increasingly comfortable with Im- putting an increasing amount of just bullshit in the podcast episodes real okay five four three two what's well, french for one um. uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, Kyle. Welcome to the internet, live from the Marriott Library at the University of Utah. This is the Red Line Podcast. I'm your host, quote, three UTA board members in a trench coat, unquote, and these are my co-hosts. Oh, Kyle Holland and Alex Hardy. It's been a while. Uh, today we're talking about the wild stuff that's gone on while we've been on our involuntary sabbatical. So we'll talk everything that we can think of <laughs> after the break. Cool. Yes, so to recap why we have not uploaded an episode in like, <laughs> what, a month and a half now? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, so let's see. I went to Boise for a well, while. Well, first we took one for finals. Yeah, we, we took, took a break, a break for, for finals. finals. Yeah. Then I went to Boise and Alex went to like Virginia. I went to Virginia. Well, no, I went to Illinois. But like not at the same and, time. And then I went to Virginia. But not Goodness. at the same time. Not at the same time. Did you end up in St. Louis? Uh, yes. But I didn't cool. ride anything, unfortunately. Ah, rip. That's okay. I just went to Cardinals. Oh, I'm not wearing the hat, but a Cardinals game. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um... And uh, what? Oh, is my computer being loud? This piece yeah. of crap. Is that better? That's significantly better. Thank you. Yeah, if it's down here, it's fine. I it think. is called a laptop. Um, <laughs> very funny. Um, and then Alex got sick for like three weeks. Yeah, two two weeks. So good job. You yeah. can still hear he's a little bit sick. So. Yeah, but I'm not contagious. Hey, once we start doing. <laughs> <laughs> once you're in Logan. <laughs> oh Sorry. my god. <laughs> COVID jokes. It's not COVID. No, it was just a respiratory infection. Yeah, it was just it was a respiratory infection, double pink eye, double ear infection, what? and strep. How the hell? And I'm working on the strep right now. When it rains, it pours. But I'm not contagious. I'm cool. on amoxicillin. Thanks. So, yeah. I was saying, once you move to Logan and we start doing remote recording and the god-awful mess it is remote editing, um, <laughs> <laughs> whenever you're sick, we can do an episode in which you have, like, two lines. <laughs> and is, the episode is 15 minutes long. Wow. But we could... <laughs> and the both of the lines just sound like white noise. Or we can make a soundboard of just like... <laughs> just like <laughs> the, my reactions. laughing or the... Mm-hmm, and then you can press <laughs> the And then I'll just push the buttons. <laughs> and it'll just seem like a normal episode. Automation. <laughs> oh, but then they'd miss all the banter, which is the best part of a podcast. Uh, we, can, we can do that. We can post. get enough soundboard <laughs> words that you can just... But, you know... Mm-hmm. Okay, so today is our... Oh, uh, can we do a news break to insert in the BART Part 2? Which is coming out this Wednesday since we're on schedule now. Oh, yeah, give me a second. We yeah. can always do it at the end. I figure we should... Oh, wait, I didn't say that one news now. Oh, 
Okay, this has been the news. Abbreviated. Okay, so while we've been sick in Boise, in Illinois, in Virginia, or in Kyle's case, working nine to five. Working nine to five. Working nine to five. What a way to. Yeah. 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 I feel like we've done that before. I think we have. Yeah. Um. We've only we haven't taken a sabbatical this long before. I no, think. no, no, no. At least since we started having a release schedule. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not since this year. Um, yeah. So. Wish we got paid. Wait, we do get paid on sabbaticals. Never mind. I retract my earlier yeah, statement. We thanks, paid patrons. On sabbaticals. Thanks, patrons. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking around, even though we didn't do anything. Uh, We're basically uh, academics. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so, uh, news article number one, and in my opinion, the best news. Bart is saved. Celebratory noises, please. Yeah. This is the first I've heard of this. It's pretty fresh news. Uh, it is. It's from two days ago. So uh, basically what happened is that even though Gavin Newsom is kind of a climate arsonist and was just going to let California Transit die because reasons, uh, the, the state legislature was like, hey, how about we don't do that? <laughs> um and thanks mainly to the efforts of Senator Scott Weiner, who is a, I believe, representative for State Senate District 19, which is one of San Francisco's two Senate districts. Uh, they've passed a like joint funding agreement, which is going to give $1.1 billion in operational funding over the next two years from like an e-bus fund, which... I am fine with, gotta be honest like with you. Like capital oh. funds for buying electric buses? Yeah, they turned that into operations. Brilliant. It, it, what? You what? can't, you can't complain mean, against Of that, all the places you? that would use electric buses, San Francisco. It, like, come on. They already have electric buses. It's either death spiral or you buy more buses. Well, look, we're gonna have... We're gonna have buses and trains that come every hour, but they're going to be electric. I see. I know what I would pick, and I think they picked your eight. This is a very clever move. This like, is good. Like Bay Area in, in or Bay Area Transit, as we've discussed, has not been like lovely since the pandemic. But these like service cuts that were forecasted were really like terrible. Like Muni was going to cut twenty bus lines. Bart was going to be potentially running every hour service by twenty twenty five, or no service as well as no weekend service. AC Transit, which is like Oakland and surrounding areas, including Berkeley, also going to have to cut just a crap ton of service. So this is very, very good. And uh, it's a clever place to get the money, too. On yeah, because short it's worthless to spend money on that. Yeah. <laughs> the ROI is, like, quite Extremely small. low. Yeah. Well, if you compare the... the climate savings from having all of those e-buses compared to cutting all of the service and losing all of your riders. Compared to the climate savings of having riders. I think it's pretty, pretty well, clear. And the thing is, everyone wants to act like Bay Area Transit is not recovering, but BART reached for the first time yesterday, or not yesterday, it reached its second highest ridership since the pandemic yesterday. They had almost 190,000 riders. They're probably going to top 200K for the first time since the pandemic later this month. And what's the recovery percentage that is? Uh, that would be like 50. That's that's good. That's quite good. <laughs> and, and the other thing is everyone who's calling this a bailout is still kind of an idiot because <laughs> BART's fare box recovery is still higher than every other transit agency <laughs> in California, <laughs> even though it's like, you know, 
supposedly on its last legs or something. Yeah. yeah, and it will only get better as they're able to get riders. Like, apparently, ridership numbers have been going up a lot more because they're working on security and yes. sweeping the crime problem off of BART onto and somewhere back else. back onto the streets. And back <laughs> onto the streets where it belongs. Yeah. So is this $1.1 billion from federal funding? No, or is this state funds. Oh, it's state. California. So I imagine people have less of an issue with it than well, they would normally. There are people freaking out about it because they're mad that they're not going to get electric buses. Really? Okay, but... Yeah, well, it's climate equity, okay, to have terrible transit service, but at least the pores won't have to breathe in the diesel fumes. Very well but, done move, taking but, transit money and using it for different transit things. That's... Because be, this is the this is the one of the key problems with California politics is that a lot of people there have an aesthetic of environmentalism <laughs> rather than actual environmentalism. If you think it through for a second, but they don't they don't care about it, like the actual results. They just care that it looks green. Because yeah, it's not like they're going to be riding it. Yeah, they're going to drive like everyone does. Obviously. Well, that pisses me off. Yes. Uh, also, a good thing that this budget does, uh, Gavin's budget, I'm going to start calling him Gavin. No, I'm not. It's a nice name. He's are, a nice, he, look. When are we getting him on the podcast? Tier list, tier list of Democratic governors, he's like A to B tier. He's pretty decent. So I'm not going to call him Is, Gavin. Isn't he wildly unpopular? No. No? I'm thinking of someone else. Then. With Republicans, he's wildly unpopular. Oh, okay. Because fine. he does things? But if you heard him go on Fox News the other day, that man is... <laughs> he was on Fox News. He had an interview with Hannity, and he fought the guy the whole time. Hey, more Democrats <laughs> should do this. That's funny. Yeah? Good uh, for him. They should have, like, a special training course for people <laughs> to handle Fox News. To handle News. Fox yeah. News. It's a scale. Um, uh, the other thing that... Uh, Governor Newsom's budget wanted to cut was $2 billion in capital projects, including some money for the San Jose BART extension and uh, some light rail money for VTA and, you know, some other projects like that. Okay. I think some, like, Muni subway rehabilitation or something. You know, $2 billion of that was going to get cut from the state budget because California did not run a surplus this year for the first time in a while. Okay. And the state legislature was like, hey... How about we don't do that? So $2 billion in capital funding saved and a temporary bailout for uh, Northern California Transit while they identify, like, a permanent revenue source. That's cool. So that leads us to two further questions. One, what are they building with the $2 billion exactly? Because in today's climate, I'm scared that well, it's not as much as we want it to be. It's money for the San Jose BART extension, which oh, we've yeah, discussed that before, one. the $1 billion a mile. Okay. So they get two that. miles. <laughs> they saved two miles of BART. I, you know, whatever. <sighs> no, most of that's federal money. I don't think that the majority of the two billion was for the San Jose extension. Okay. Yeah. That's is that good. is that the federal money from the, um, just the relief program? No, that's just a regular like federal. Oh, just normal. Build something grant. So that, that's not the new funding that should be coming soon. No. No. Yeah. That'll be a whole new ballgame. I'm, I'm excited about that. I am very excited about that as well. And then um, second question, um, BART long-term funding, do we have a plan yet? Because uh, $1.1 billion state, over two years is a short-term so solution. So the state is looking into options. For, so this is another thing that's happening in the Bay at the moment, is regional agencies are working on integration. Ooh. So like the 28 agencies in the Bay Area or whatever, <laughs> which is a lot. Um, oh, they're gonna have to change. They might have to change the striping on Van Ness. Are so it doesn't yeah, say Muni GTT, Muni GTT only. only. It's just 
Bay Area Regional Transit only. Bay Area Regional Transit, Bay Area Rapid Transit, it's a perfect acronym. Yeah, just so you keep it. But they're working on integrating both operations, funding, and fares. That will be good at for the everybody. Moment, like, they just sent like a whole delegation to Switzerland because the entire country of Switzerland is basically fair and operationally integrated. Wow. And since Switzerland is, you know, marginally larger than the Bay Area, they figure that's a good place to learn from, even for such a large metro area. And so they're 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 not gonna lose some Brita. It's oh <laughs> that's another thing we gotta talk about. Oh, oh. oh. Okay. Um, I forgot about Lost and Brita. Um, so they're, they're going to integrate fares. They're already working on like a whole fare zone system for the entire uh, Bay Area. They're going to integrate operations. They have better transfers. They're also going to potentially come up with a dedicated funding source that funds every single Bay Area transit agency. Uh, as opposed to like Muni gets some local funds from whatever the sales right, tax Muni is. Right, Muni gets its proposition... Okay. Yeah, Proposition K sales tax, but that's only from San Francisco County. Oh. Now, everyone will get funding from everywhere because it's a recognition that everybody needs transit to get everywhere in the whole region. Which sounds like a pretty solid long-term plan, oh, okay. if you ask me. Yes. And they'll get lots of ridership from just the user experience of fare and route integration alone. I imagine that's going to take a long time to shake out, no? They're moving fast because... They have Bay to. Area transit leaders understand that transit there is having problems with funding at the moment, and so they want to show that they are making positive movement towards like being better, so that state and local leaders are willing to support you know continued funding. It takes a while Good. to make funding happen, mm-hmm. and they only have a finite number of years left of temporary funding. Right, and they wanted three billion dollars, which would have sustained them for five years. Uh-huh. So, hey, they got. They got, they got two, something, years. So. two years is a long time because yeah. that's that means that 2027 is now the fiscal cliff instead of 2025. That's yeah. that's a big deal. And pray that that will be enough time for them to get I everything sorted. And that's four years. Yeah. So especially if they're going for even, like local funding, even at California government pace, that's pretty <laughs> decent. Well, so that's very good news. Cool. Uh, other good news from the BART, actually BART specifically. BART is changing its service pattern Instead for the first time in a very like long having, like, the five time. lines in the day, three lines at night? No, they're continuing that. Okay. So, essentially, what's going to be happening is they are reducing frequency on four lines during daytime hours. So, currently you have, you know, your five lines, right? There's the yellow line, red line, blue line, green line, orange line. Uh, all of them except the yellow line will have daytime service frequency reduced to 20 minutes except the yellow line, which will have its daytime service frequency increased to 10 minutes. And then all of them will have weekend and evening frequency increased to 20 minutes from 30 minutes because the riders that have been coming back the most post-pandemic are in the evenings and on the weekends and during off-peak hours and also on the yellow line for some reason. And so the idea is that they're going to, by, you know, decreasing frequency marginally during peak service peak service hours, which aren't really peak service hours anymore as much. Yeah, they why are going on the yellow pink. line of all lines? Yeah, i got to see this. Yeah. Uh, SFO to Berkeley. That is the strongest corridor in the yeah, fair. In the system. Fair. Oh, and it's... And also out to Antioch, It's interlined with a lot of other stuff. Yes, it so. is. And so, the point is that no matter where you are in BART, you're still not going to wait more than 10 minutes for a train most of the time. But, like... 
the idea is to increase service frequency during times when more riders are coming back, especially on the weekends and especially at night. That's also a safety problem, Kyle. Because you have to wait because longer. Because at night, if you have to wait a longer time, that makes it a little more sketchy to ride BART. And so if you have 20-minute wait instead of a 30-minute wait, that's a real safety improvement. And so it's kind of a virtuous cycle. You know, it, as much as it would be nice to just have, you know, more service and never reduce service anywhere ever, this is a much better allocation of available, of available resources, resources, which are most notably very finite at the moment. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty smart play. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a very good idea. There's a lot of people in the Bay who are very excited about it. So I think that that's a good sign, yeah. if anything. Yeah, I like it. Meanwhile, eBart. Yeah, meanwhile, eBart. <laughs> eBart's service frequency will also be regrettably increasing to 10 minutes <laughs> because <laughs> it is technically part of the yellow line. It'll probably explode. Yeah. eBart extension to Vegas one. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> Brightline's building a line to Vegas. Oh, now. yeah. Isn't they that actually have, like, funding or something. So. I, I've I think, aren't they supposed to break ground this year? I imagine they're moving very fast. Yeah. Brightline... They're not literally shovels in the ground yet, but they're supposed to break ground this year and be done by 2027. Brightline gives me good. a lot of hope. I like Brightline. Yeah. They're, they're doing good stuff. Oh, and their Florida segment's almost open as well. Oh, yeah. They've been doing, like, final they're tests third. on that. The third uh, expansion of it? To Orlando. To Orlando Airport. Like the 120 okay. mile an hour okay. section. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Also, Illinois has high, uh, higher speed rail now because oh. the like St. Louis to Chicago line now goes 110. And they've Ooh. cut 30 minutes off the schedule on Amtrak. Wow. I don't want to know how much that cost. Uh, not that much. Was it just hundreds of million? Oh, okay. Was it good. just patches? I, I imagine. Uh, I don't think they had to do that much physical work. <laughs> so recertification. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Back back to Brightline now. I, my parents are even excited about Brightline. Good yeah. That, so that that's a good sign for me. Yeah. yeah is that my parents are excited about transit? Yeah. yeah. Orlando will be open soon, and I was watching some updates about this the other day. Go ride, uh, ride Brightline. Bright yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I watched uh, some videos of people riding it. It, it it's nice. I, it's not exactly my my aesthetic. aesthetic. It's very. I don't know. I I don't I don't think it's looks great. It's a func- but it's a functioning it's clean, train. It's sharp. It has good frequency. It, for it, get, it gets uh, it is it a gets, functioning train. It gets people that. Wouldn't normally want to add the train to add the train. Yeah. They're, think, making, they're making it competitive. I think it's good. I, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, now. on Brightline, Orlando to Tampa is still a planning crap show. Well, who wants to go to Tampa? It's basically anyway? on fire. <laughs> 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 Apparently, lots of people. But no, the planning process for that may as well be like a dumpster fire. So um, I want you guys to look up La Sombrita. Okay. It's like sombrero, but sombrita. Little sombrero. Yes. Oh, La Sombrita. And oh, yeah, that. Image. Oh, I've heard a lot that. about this. Yeah. So, uh, is apparently... LA, is the city of L.A. getting canceled? Oh, they have, they have been very canceled by Urbanist Twitter. Um, so, <laughs> the city of L.A. spent... And we're going to put an image of this up on the screen, uh, even if we have to, you know, beg for it, because this thing's fucking hilarious. Um... <laughs> The city of L.A. just spent $1.5 million to build four of these, as well as to send the nonprofit that built the four of these on a vacation to Quito and Europe, Quito being the capital of Ecuador. Why? 
to learn about how they do equity in shelters and bus shelters for women or something. And what these are, the oh. fakest ass quote, this is, not this, even bus no, shelters. No, no, this makes the bus stop women friendly, okay? Don't you see the pitiful blue lights? <laughs> hey, I see a woman under, under, <laughs> in a photo, so. Don't you see the tiny little blue light that will clearly increase safety? So what this is geometrically is a bus pole with like a, skateboard a, sh- on a sheet of mesh about, yeah, probably a bit <laughs> a bigger. Skateboard. Probably a bit bigger than a skateboard on it with, like, the world's worst light ever that, like, theoretically could potentially provide shade in, like, 2050 during an eclipse. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, uh, That's really bad. And I would just like to point out that can't... They're like, oh, well, we have to do this because we can't put a traditional bus shelter there. First of all, expand the sidewalk. Second of all, if you can't do that, here's a great idea. Have you ever heard of a cantilevered bus stop? They're all over the place in every city in this country. They're What's just, that? It's just a roof, and then there's not, like, pillars out in the front. It's just held up by the backing. It's cantilevered. Oh, and it just hangs over the sidewalk. Yeah, without blocking anything. And you could shade the sidewalk, too. That's so cool. A technology so difficult that Boise has mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one. While I was riding the bus in, in Boise, I Boise. saw a cantilevered bus stop, and apparently this is a technology that the you know seventy five or seven hundred fifty thousand people of the Treasure Valley can master, but not the eighteen million of the LA so metro. So how about LA sh- should have just spent their one point five million dollars sending sending their people on a trip to like Boise to go look at normal bloody bus stops? <laughs> you could have driven; it would have cost you like two hundred dollars. <laughs> and then you could they could have just. Drove it, driven one of their own buses. You think the LA Metro staff is riding LA Metro? Well, if it's like a charter thing, it's oh, kind of okay, a different beast. So, how much did this cost to design again? Uh, this was one point five million dollars for four of these things. This money would have been much better spent <laughs> designing a more Alex's efficient face. way to install yeah. normal working bus well, shelters. Is it like gold? Like color, yeah. yeah. Well, the actual units cost, I believe, um, it has to be reviewed. Oh, uh, less than ten thousand dollars each is supposedly how much they cost. Then how did they spend one point five million dollars on it? The, the international vacation. Oh my bad. <laughs> Probably. No, is a and good this chunk is just a symptom of how diseased our cities are these days. Because like, it would be quite easy to install a cantilever bus stop but you would have to go through 14 frickin' departments of L.A. to get it approved. With $1.5 million in budget, I think you could have spent all the man hours you wanted to fix that you know, process. you would have thunk it, but apparently uh, California bureaucracy, you need to get rid of some. Like, I am a liberal, right? I think regulation is generally a good thing, but you guys have just been like, hmm, let's have process for its own sake. <sighs> And now you're screwed. <coughs> I'm looking at a picture on Street Blog's coverage of this, and th- they're doing like a press release at like one of their four sample oh installations. Oh my god, they had a press And release. in the background of their little sample installation is a normal bus stop bench because the sidewalk is like plenty wide enough for that, and it just doesn't have a shelter over it. Yeah, it's just pathetic. This, this is, and the. And the whole spin is, ooh, he's good for women. Is like, How does no, this no, help? No, no, There's no. not even an actual white. Well, you see, the thing is, there are like no real-world benefits to this product that they have to spin it like this. But I, I don't get... Is it supposed to provide shade? Yes. Theoretically. Because it doesn't. 
No, it doesn't. Well, but is you see, but you see, if you stand in the right place, five feet away, and like crouch, you might be able to get your head in the shade. Is it supposed <laughs> to provide shelter for my grain? No. So how is this a bus stop alternative? It's, how does this make it's sense? Not. It's providing equity for women. <laughs> because then why didn't? <laughs> I feel well. California, oh is California breaking your brain, Alex? How yeah. many women could you have given a crisp hundred dollar bill for this one point five million dollars? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> what is that? Fifteen hundred women? Yeah, you could have given fifteen hundred women. Uh, fifteen thousand. You could have given fifteen thousand women a monthly LA Transit Metro Pass for the same price that it costs to make La Sombrita. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the money would have been best spent, you know, fi- fixing the bus stop process, but this is a pretty funny Obviously, comparison. the money would have best spent by not being spent at all and defunding some of those dumb things that are needing, <laughs> apparently, to approve this. <sighs> See, I... Yeah, we could unspend money by defunding LA's bureaucracy. Yes, good idea. <laughs> See, I, I don't really like the bus stops we have, the ones where it's a seat oh on the poles. But, but I didn't think you could... those are cheap. Well, yeah. at least you can sit down, too. And and they're like modular, so they go on our standard bus poles. They're like $500 as well. And they are better than literally nothing. Less than $10,000. Yes, they are less (laughs) than $10,000. Like UCA puts those in places they weren't even considering installing a rail bus shelter. See, I thought that those weren't great. And then this this provides as much shade, as much light, as much protection from rain. But without a chair. Without a chair, yeah. This is like a and literal it's a slap. Worse color. This is like a slap in the face to whoever's trying to stand there. Yeah. So that's La Sombrita. Uh, yeah. Yeah, California. I love you so much. I'm going to move to you in a year, but like. Stop having a regulation maybe, fetish. I don't know. Chill out a little bit, guys. You don't have to like approve like every hole in La Sombrita. Or. <laughs> Even if you want to, use, like, computers. Uh, I think they already do. Okay, use them better <laughs> and more of them. So, Oh, moving, click, I want to install a bus shelter. Oh, that's automatically Moving approved. on from the paradise slash hell state that is California. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you've encapsulated most people's feelings about California. Yeah. Well, you see, conservatives are just like, it's a hell state. And... Everyone else is like, well, it's a paradise and a hell state. So and it's expensive. It's well, that's part of the reason. Why and the Californians state. leave, and they um, gentrify other places. Poor Californians leave. <laughs> and come to Utah. Yeah. What's funny is, oh, this is entirely off topic. Moving on, the Honolulu Metro, something we've discussed a while ago. Okay. And what I have here is on the page. It says Honolulu Metro fiasco. That's so, concerning. Don't you mean the Honolulu area rapid transit? Well, they've decided not to call it that, but we'll get into that later. But but it's such a good acronym. So, first of all, as we all know, cost overruns, construction delays, the actual segment that goes downtown isn't going to be finished until the 2030s, (laughs) yada, 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 making it basically a useful stub line at the moment, right? Yes. Yep. We talked in length about that. Yes. Uh, Why would you not build the downtown section first, question mark? Because they wanted something that, like, existed to show off. I don't care. It's not going to show off because no one's going to write it. They didn't realize uh, it would have been much cheaper to build it first. Yeah. Yeah. But here we are. uh, And this first section is done. It's ready for operations. It will enter operations in August. Cool. Or 
Yes, in August, early August. And how close does it get you to downtown? Not close. Oh. <laughs> like, miles. Are they going to, like, oh, reconfigure miles. some bus routes to feed into it at least? No. Oh. So that, But that's not even the fiasco. That's expected. That's just normal American transit agency <laughs> stuff, right? Not integrating your services. Okay, but... When they announced the new services and operating patterns, what would you guess that a fully automated, fully elevated, fully grade separated, fully platform screen doored metro frequency would run, and how long would it run? Well, for one, it's a single straight line, so there's really like no complexity. Okay, just give me a number. How five often? minutes? Yeah. Five minutes. I, I would say five minutes. You could do better, but five minutes should be. Okay, and what time at night do you think it should run to? Let's have a four-hour. What time in the morning? Let's well. have a four-hour gap for maintenance between one a.m. and five a.m. That's pretty standard. Okay, yeah. so uh, if you were to take a guess, how what do you think that the f- service frequency and operating hours of the Honolulu Metro are going to be? Okay, I'm going to guess half an hour, and it will run until nine p.m. <laughs> well, um, it is better than half an hour. Okay. okay. So, uh, what is, what is your prediction? I'm scared. I don't want to make it. Count. You didn't. Okay. You so, didn't. so it's better than half an hour. They're running ten minute frequency. Why is it so low? It's fully automated. Okay. Well, that that's just something that I would question. Cut the trains in half and then run all of them the five minutes. Well, you don't frequency. have to because they have enough trains to run higher frequency. Well, if it's some <laughs> BS maintenance concern, cut the trains in half and run them at twice the frequency. So now let me ask you, what do you think the hours of service are? Four-hour gap at night. You, you didn't correct me when I said nine p.m. So that's six-hour gap at night. <laughs> Is it? I'm just. What go if crazy. I were to tell you? that the Honolulu Authority for Rapid Transportation initially planned to operate, and oh, and you're going to learn the name of it. They've named it the Honolulu Skyline. No. Between 7 a.m. That's so late. And 7 p.m. 7 <laughs> p.m.? The sun doesn't even set at 7 p.m. It's fully automated. How is it this bad? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why, Are they, why? like, doing track Wait. construction for 12 hours well, every night? <laughs> why wouldn't they... What's stopping them from running it more? No one's driving it. Reasons. I don't know, man. They just decided that that's what they were going to do. Did, did they rename it the Skyline so they can rename it back to heart when it's done so people are like... Oh, thank God it's not Skyline anymore. <laughs> so they named it Skyline off of a focus group, and then um, and then they're planning to run it from 7 to 7 at 10-minute frequencies. Now, I believe that that plan may have changed after a significant public backlash to the idea of their new uh, you know, $5 billion fully automated light metro running... Uh, ten minutes from for twelve hours a day. Oh, they haven't even finished the like the the, the like stadium one that goes. The, I mean, the airport extension that goes. Nope, they haven't. This just goes to the stadium. That's like Aloha Stadium. Yeah, I'm looking at the overview right now. Yeah, this yeah. is I. I it doesn't go anywhere. I thought they finished the airport part too. So you're like kind of yeah, on the edge no. of downtown. You weren't nope. kidding about miles. It's like mm-hmm. five or six miles mm-hmm. from downtown. Wait, no, it's city center section. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, yeah, that's really... Wait, down to... Wait, okay. So, so it's at least, like, seven, eight miles. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and the, and their excuse for not running it later is like, well, if you uh, need to go somewhere later than that, you can just take the bus. Why Why did you build the train, then? If people are just uh, supposed to okay, take the, so uh, the bus. That's, that's really bad, because we didn't need to give people more reasons to not, like, heart. 
Yeah, there are plenty of reasons to not like it already. Pe- people were already really hating on it to begin oh. with. Oh, this other article says it will start at 5 a.m. on weekdays and 8 a.m. on weekends, but still stop at the same god-awful 7 p.m. Oh, good. They've Wait, improved out the service. Okay. On weekends. So yeah, that's horrible, right? That's atrocious. Like I get that's... that it goes nowhere, and you probably want to save money, but it's fully automated. Yep. It's Moving on from the hellhole that is apparently Honolulu Area Rapid Transit, also known as the Skyline. <sighs> um, <laughs> I will not call it that ever again. I don't. Have, I don't ever want to. When talk the city, about when the yet. city is not skylining. Yeah, we have uh, the I ninety five bridge collapse. And oh all I yeah. I have to say about this is maybe that SEPTA has what has the potential to be the best transit system in America if they would simply run more than two trains, or excuse me, a train every two hours on the Trenton line. The Society for the Elimination of Passenger Trains in America. (laughs) The Society for the Elimination of Passenger (laughs) Trains in America, indeed. (laughs) Although they have increased service um, by cutting an entire regional rail line. Like, they just busted it so they could add service on the Trenton line while the bridge is broken. (laughs) To be fair, it was a very short line. It's like the Quinid line or something. It's like two stops. That but doesn't sound like too too. Uh, that doesn't sound but too. Knowing awful, SEPTA, but knowing SEPTA, I'm I will laugh very hard if that particular regional rail service just never comes back because that would be extremely in character. That for would SEPTA. be that would be very SEPTA. So uh, yeah, it turns out uh, highway infrastructure stupid and bad. They're not even done rebuilding it. It's crazy. They're not gonna be done for weeks. The the mayor the mayor was like, I'm a big I'm a big sports guy and I'm a part of your team, so we're gonna like backfill the entire bridge just so you can temporarily drive on it. Uh, that guy's crazy. Alan Fisher says they should just borrow trains from Amtrak like last time yeah. they did. They needed last time they had well, a big why crunch. Why would they do that? Because no one wants to take a train. It's stupid. We are the Society for the Elimination of Passenger Trains in America. We don't want trains. If SEPTA could, it would bustitute the frickin' subway. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. You know, nobody's ever wanted to ride a train, ever. No. Uh, so, yeah, any other I-95 thoughts? I'm curious how long it'll take them to fix them and how much money and what sort of long-term effects this will have on SEPTA. Uh, I wish Pete would push more for SEPTA to take action and to... Yeah, this is a great PR opportunity yeah, well, for SEPTA. His, his whole PR thing was, we'll give you as much money as you want to fix the bridge. All in okay, on Pete, I-95. why sure. also didn't you be like... You're, you're trying to run for president, right? Probably in like five years. <laughs> why Fine, is, I'll why vote for this, you. If you're, why if you're, is if this is launching? He's going to lose for president. If you win years. the primary, I will vote for you. Um, but, like, this would be a great opportunity to help you win the primary by maybe getting some people who, uh, by getting some people on board. So yeah, because saying, saying you'll shovel money into fixing the interstate bridge, anybody would do great. that. Everyone that's great. That, yeah. But that's nothing, that's not a special move on your part. You kind of a more Bernieite coalition than you mother otherwise might have had difficulty of by doing such things. Yeah. Well, and it's an opportunity to get those people without alienating the people who drive. Right, you can because say, yeah. oh, it's, it's like, an emergency. Yeah, it's an emergency. That's, We're helping well, the people who drive too. And you're the transportation secretary. You're not the car secretary. secretary. I don't yeah. know. I think he should have done more. It, it doesn't make sense he didn't. 
So Pete, give some money so SEPTA can run like 10 trains an hour on the Sep on the Trenton line until this is over. And also use this as a PR opportunity for SEPTA to like run trains in the long term. Yeah. Show your support for transportation. Like ones that go forward on the tracks SEPTA on a regular basis. SEPTA also needs basis. to put all of its modern trains on the Trenton line because currently it has some old Silverliners on it and needs to put the modern trains there. <laughs> <laughs> so that ev all the people who are coming back are like, wow, SEPTA has improved somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Only somewhat. <laughs> Look, it's SEPTA, okay? They're getting there. That's their motto as well. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Their motto is we're getting there. Eventually. That, that feels like a very satirical motto. It's a very septa motto. Okay, uh, moving on from that, I have some Boise takes. After uh, going to Boise and having some time have, to transit surf. I have finally ridden the Valley Regional Transit of Boise, Idaho. The vert. And I have to say... It doesn't suck. I thought it sucked. I was wrong. I apologize for slandering you, Valley Regional Transit. You run a great service for what you have. Don't they ha get like $3 a year? Effectively. 15, <laughs> 15 million being $3 a year in transit money. So, yeah. That's, um, oh, that's no, like I rode uh, the 12, which is on Hill Road, the 16, which is the Hyde Park Loop, and the 3, which is on Vista. And is it, as it turns out, there is more than... One bus route in Boise that occasionally runs on 15-minute frequency. Wow, is this new? That being the three Vista. No, it's not, actually. I was just stupid last time we made an episode and claimed cool. that only the nine did. Two but, whole routes. Uh, the 7A slash B on Fairview also occasionally runs 15-minute frequency. Three whole routes. Cool. Yeah. Did you talk to any riders while you went on? I did, and I talked to a bus driver as well. And also, um, their bus station downtown... That thing freaking rules, Oh, yeah, the Eastwood Underground one. Uh, yeah, the Boise Subway, as and I said. And the photo. Yeah, no, it is awesome. It, it looks so, really cool. It is so great. It is. It blows everything that UTA has out of the water by a mile. I wish bus operations could be that fun everywhere, because, like, usually the bus loop tacked on your rail And the station. transfers are incredible. Like, you can, they all come, like, it is very much like, you know, synchronized. synchronized, so you can always get a transfer to whatever you need to transfer to, and it, it's it's great. It's great. Because all the hour buses leave at the same time, all the half hour buses leave at the same time, and all the 15 minute buses leave at the same time. So it's they all great. just regroup. And they all get there like you three scramble. minutes before it, and you just have to go through. It's great. It's very well designed. I am incredibly impressed, even if, you know... They are doing great things with the resources they have. Yeah. Well, that's some good news. Yeah, so I apologize for the slander. Also, Boise's downtown, where I had not previously spent much time... Bodo. ...being a kid from the Suburban Nights, is lovely. 8th is a pedestrianized street. It's great. They've Miracle. taken away space from cars on Capitol Boulevard. There's now a protected bike lane. Whoa. It's great. And there's, like, tons of apartments and crap going up all uh, over the Housing... Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's my great. definitely not growing metro area. It is great. Boise is a place to be bullish on if you are not queer. Because <laughs> 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 Idaho is a problem. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. So I'm sorry for all the slander I did of Boise. Also, they're doing a zoning code update at the moment, which is going to be great. Hey. We're all missing middle housing basically everywhere, as well as like explode the downtown height limit. So yes, yes we love to news. see that. Yeah. yeah. So Boise, you're doing good. Continue. That's a very much. That's very much of a surprise. Yeah. That's good. No, I thought it was great. Sounds and like you had a great time in Boise. I did. It was great. So yeah, there's my Boise take. That's good actually. Um, 
Oh my goodness. Okay, 2019 numbers. Um, guess what Valley Regional Transit's operating expense per bus revenue hour was What's in that? 2019? $60. 100 Very good. Which is like phenomenally low for a U.S. transit agency. Very good. Well, they have low um, uh, operator costs because DC <laughs> is not as expensive a metro as a lot of other places. So that could be a part to account for it. Part of it. Uh, VRT is facing a fiscal cliff of its own, though. So what? They only get $15 million <laughs> a year. You could, like, yeah, cough on them federal, and they'd have enough federal money. federal COVID funding is running out, and Boise does not have enough money to, you know, pay all of that out of pocket because Boise funds basically all of VRT, and they need a budget increase to keep up with inflation. So they're uh, like, yeah. Despite the fact that they only get, in 2021, $17.5 million. Well, maybe they can get some of the peat money. Hopefully. But yeah. isn't that just passenger rail and? It's okay. the government. They pretty much just that do. Sucks. They pretty much just do capital anyway. We need bus money. Yes. All right. Next. And topic. not just electric bus money. Hey, you think they could reallocate just like a little bit of electric bus money to fund VRT for like a hundred years? <laughs> it wouldn't take too much. <laughs> like one point seven like billion dollars. The equivalent dollars. of repra- replacing like a quarter of UTA's bus fleet with. Um, Electric buses would be funding VRT for 10 years. <laughs> they run on... Jeez. Not even a shoestring. They run on, like, just the aglet. They on run the on the aglet. <laughs> Jeez. So, um... Go Boise Urbanism. The metro area still needs work. Uh, I'll show you some pictures I took in Caldwell, but Ooh. it's quite nice. They're doing some great urbanist stuff in downtown Caldwell, so... Cool. Sweet. I'll have to go to Boise. You should. I've only driven through it on my way to Seattle. Yeah, park it. There's a little park and ride by the airport you can do, and then you can oh, get nice. on, the, on the VRT and pop around town. Very Sweet. convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not that far. Nope. I'll yeah. just go there for a night. Mm-hmm. They should bring back the Pioneer line. They, they go into Oh, my God. Yeah, when that happens, we're going to have so much fun with our little Boise trips. Yeah. Going to that Boise every other week. I'm excited about the desert mm-hmm. wind, too. On weekend trips to Boise. So, yes. Um, next topic, OGX. Went viral on the internet because Harrison Boulevard is now 10 lanes. Wait a second. Would the Pioneer have a stop in Logan? No. No. Oh, no, where, nothing. Where no. do the northbound tracks go? Uh, oh, right, because they, 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 they follow the highway. Logan. They go a ways. No, no, they don't go into Logan. Oh. They just follow the highway. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I they, they go to Pocatello. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I wish they went to Logan. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, uh, Ten lanes. Like to restate Stop widening roads. That every BRT project is now just a scam for road, riding, or road widenings by... Um, State transit agencies and... Some more obvious than, the, so than others. Well, this like, one is quite freaking obvious. I mean, not as obvious as the Mid-Valley Because you've got two miles of dedicated lanes, and they spent $130 million on it. Uh, which costs significantly more than the Draper extension did. <laughs> what if we didn't widen the road and instead just turned existing lanes into bus lanes and put down some nice stops and had a net capacity increase on the roadway? That Anyways. would be gay. Oh, <laughs> isn't that like a good thing in 2023? Oh yeah, it is Pride Month. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I really don't know too much about o- OGX. That's good. We're I, have... I've only seen the new construction they're doing and how awful that road is. We're gonna have with. a full episode on it before it opens in August, and we're gonna have a whole video because we're all going to the opening, obviously. Woohoo! So. Well, it says OGX. 
dumb. I'm mad at it. One point. Also, they have contraflow running on some of the buses because UT has an, a problem with island platforms. Yes, Van Ness. Uh, why would they have free fare for three years? Because they know people aren't going to ride it if they don't give it out for free. I mean, shouldn't people inherently ride it? This is the same thing as UVX. Is they're yeah, scared UVX that people won't free. ride it. Yeah, I know. even are, though the federal funding to make it free ran out, and so riders in Utah County are getting free rides off the backs of everyone else. Um, because okay. if they didn't, if they didn't fund the free rides, they could probably like bring back some service on other routes that have been cut, including in Utah County. Because UVX runs a lot of service, and especially once you've got the universities pitching in, which I don't know how much they're pitching in for free rides already, uh, but I'm sure they pitch in more for a pass the program. Point being, yeah. stop. If you're going to do free fare, do free fare for the whole system, not for your pet projects. And if you're going to run frequency higher than 15 minutes, consider doing it on anywhere except UVX in addition to UVX. Yes. Mm. Okay. Moving on. Okay, that's probably good. I was going to see where the dedicated lanes are. Are they all on Harrison, or are they on, like, two One and a half miles. I think they're all on Harrison. I I believe they are, Um, too. Next thing, the life and death of the group. So, if you have been in Salt Lake City or live downtown, as Kyle and I do, in the last, uh, I don't know, month and a half? Yeah. uh, You may have been on 2nd East. You found yourself on 2nd East near the library and noticed the gloop. (laughs) <laughs> the Green Loop. Also known as the Salt Lake City's uh, Green Loop Pilot Project, which ran for most of this prior month and this month so far. Yeah. This, uh, this idea was originally spawned in 2016 in response to community requests for more greenery downtown. And they're finally doing true. a pilot. And I will be honest, I was very skeptical. Yes, because when you look at it, when nobody is there, it is a bunch of small trees and bags well, on pallets and two shipping containers. Well, that's not why I was skeptical. Well, that's why I was skeptical. That's, that's skeptical. why I was skeptical. Because it's really hard to make like an inviting, lush green space without any actual, without dirt in the ground yeah. and time for the trees to mature. So no, that's why I was skeptical. I am you? skeptical of linear parks in the middle of roads generally. Generally, yeah. Because a lot of times you end up with more road than you do park. But, but Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City seems to have decided that they want to Main Streetify because there was just that one little lane of traffic on each side. Yeah, plenty yeah. Plenty of space in the middle. It was great. There was live music. There were tons of people there every weekend. So I got to say, Gloop was a win. Big yeah. win for Salt Lake City. I like how they're taking the whole, okay, so you want green space and parks. And Salt Lake City's like, sure, we could make a park, but that would be boring and not that many people would use it. So what if we do event hosting and make it like an active, fun place to be? Like they had a little badminton net. They had cornhole. And get this, they provided the bags. Yeah. Oh. And they had these like little shipping container, like like mini restaurant yeah, things and food stores. court. Oh, really? So, right, yeah. See, I wish I saw it. Out, yeah. very, I expect, sad. I expect to see it kind of toned down. Very mad the final thing. that they. I don't. I guess I don't understand why they tore it out, given that it was basically no upkeep other than watering trees. I'm sure they spent money on event logistics, and they did not have like a plan to recoup that money and uh, have something sustainable. I wish that they would do that because it was a great event space and it was a great place to go as a person who cannot drink on like a Friday or Saturday night Honestly, to just listen you could, to music or like talk to people. You could sustain this one block demo as an event space that does events like every night except Sunday because yeah, it's Utah. It's pretty busy on Sunday. Do they do, I don't think they do events on Sunday though. No, but there were people there. There you go. You could sustain this as just like an event space with like some nominal fees. 
So I'm just mad it's gone. That's my only complaint with the coop. Yeah. No, I'm mad it's gone, too. It'd be nice if they'd done the legwork to be able to keep this until they actually make it permanent. Why didn't they keep it all summer, at least? That's... Like, yeah, especially you, since you they're you not doing so, open right? streets this year. Aww. I'm going to miss the COVID open streets. Well, they're doing open streets again next year. It's just this year they're taking a break to steady permanently pedestrianizing Main Street. Why do they need to take a break from open streets to do some studying? I, I don't feel know. like Down doing to, no, open no, streets no, would the help. Reason, no, they want to see, they're doing like traffic studies to see how many cars are actually using it so that they have good numbers to back up why it's a stupid idea not to pedestrianize it. Okay. See, I wish they would just pedestrianize Everyone, it and find out afterwards. No one doesn't want it pedestrianized except but for suburbanites. you got so to have a traffic study to make this wash out through the whole process. Yes. So they're doing fair. a traffic study over the summer to see, like... I mean, no, it's not really fair, but well, it is. that's how it works. That so is how it works. <laughs> it's fair under the system. It's a waste of everybody's time and effort, but that is how it works. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I would love to see more pedestrianized streets. We need more. Yep. Uh, I wish... Pedestrianized Regent. There's no reason for there to be cars on Regent. Yeah, that one's kind of funny. Which region? Uh, you know the one it's that goes... You know where Cheesecake Factory is? And yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's... Yeah, that's such Basically a, pedestrianized already. There's no, yeah. Re- yeah. there's no reason for there to be cars on Regent. Yep. You, there's no reason to have a Chick-fil-A drive through yeah, yeah. in either, but that's on private property, so that's not really our well, problem. Regent Street is private property. Oh, yeah. That's owned by the church as well. Oh, oh my goodness. Can it just oh, be a normal public street? That's why everything there is closed except for the really expensive steakhouse on Sundays. I could have sworn the actual street was a public street. Either way, it's mostly church property. God said um, that the meat is steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Praise the Lord. Um, now we get to the really exciting Utah news. The Pride Bus fiasco. Uh, because we can't just have a simple... We can't have nice things because we live in a red state. That's why. We yeah. can't have the bus wrap we already had. So, if... Aha, uh-huh, Regent Street is this a public is, street. Okay, and I gotta brag here because for the first, the second time in history, you the Red Line podcast broke a news story. Yeah. Oh. We broke it. We were the first source to report on this. We scooped I'm the trip by what, like okay. three hours? We scooped the trip by three hours, the news by four hours, and KOIN by like six hours because they're apparently <laughs> not doing stuff. On <laughs> <laughs> go us, go us. But yeah, no, we scooped those suckers. <laughs> and um, so basically, to put the whole nightmare in a nutshell, UTA has had this Pride Wrap bus that was donated to them by the wrapped by the company that wraps the buses for UTA last year for the Pride Parade. It it uh, it marched in the Pride Parade last year. It was like mildly okay. It was fine. It was mostly a hiring campaign, is what it was. Yeah, <laughs> they're like everybody come yeah. get a job at UTA, please help. Also, look, we have some gay colors on top. Um, please help gays work for us, please. Oh, well, and it worked. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of. Uh, personally know a lot of people who are not straight who have signed up for UTA since that time so great, it worked great. Uh, and then the bus was on the streets you know of Salt Lake City just doing normal bus because stuff. why would you pay money to rewrap it yeah when it's already wrapped and then UTA was like this year hey we already have the fried bus let's put it in the <laughs> we're a poor cash strapped American transit agency so we can have basically free float we're just going to do it again because, you know, they march in the parade every year. They're always one of the larger contingents normally um, because a lot of gays work at UTA, I guess. <laughs> and, gay, gay, um, gay, gay UTA. And so two <laughs> days before the Pride Parade, UTA decided to make a Twitter post being like, 
Hey everybody, happy Pride Month. Make sure to check us out at the parade, at the festival, and watch out for our bus. And then they had a picture of the bus. Pretty standard with, PR. From last year with, like, you know, people around it. Great. PR machine, go burn. And then Trevor Lee, who is one of our more asshole Republican representatives, he represents Woods Cross, which makes sense. He's also, uh, I should note, been known to be in favor of calling in bomb threats to people who support Pride. So, a good guy all around is what right. I'm saying. Sounds like Do these people not have, like, PR officers that, like, tell them to not say stupid stuff? Well, that helps them get elected. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that. <laughs> you, you assume that most people are not, like, okay with, like, you know, violence if it suits their political ends. <sighs> <laughs> But he got all hot and bothered about it on Twitter. And then, along with four other representatives, can you look up who they are? Because I don't remember who the other three are. What am I looking up exactly? Ah, uh, crap. Pride bus fiasco. Pride bus fiasco. I don't know. Anyway, there are four other representatives, one from Layton, one from Utah County, and one from somewhere else, who uh, he, along with those three people, all called into UTA and threatened to, like do something. We still don't know what. <laughs> do something. Well, like, reportedly revoke their funding or something uh, if they did not remove the bus from service and the parade. And the bus has been out of service since. Um, and a lot of people, and I can speak for some people at UTA, including myself, were very displeased by this action. Um... For one, we had this electric bus in the parade instead that we that they had to ad hoc throw some flags on, and it looked pretty sad. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, and then, well, and the, and the annoying part is that PR at UTA initially tried to kind of, not to say gaslight, but gaslight everyone into believing that they were always going to be using the electric bus, even though the Pride Planning Committee had been thinking that they were going to use the Pride bus since and they had started planning for tweet. Pride. And had also posted the tweet and had also, you know, made a bingo thing with the Pride bus on it and featured it in all of their marketing materials. But, oh, well, you know, we were always going to use the electric bus. And the decision was made. There was no pressure. The decision was made. That's such a good line. <laughs> That's I'll, a very PR line. I also have the legislators' names for you yeah. that we were, who were bothering you today. Maybe shame. Um, this is according to do, 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 the Trib. Uh, we have Candace Pierucci, Harriman. Uh, J K J Christofferson, Lehigh, uh, House Majority Leader Mike Schultz, Hooper, and Colin Jack, St. George. Hooper. Hooper. Um, yeah, and Trevor Lee from ba Woods Cross Bountiful. Um, also, uh, speaking of the House Majority Leader, is reported to have said when first commented or contacted about the scandal, this is Utah, we shouldn't have to deal with, quote, that stuff. Unquote. Uh, sorry, here. quote, this stuff. This quote. stuff, unquote. Sorry. If you can tell how our GOP uh, majority feels about queer people. So, um, you know, I don't want to harsh UTA's gig too much for this, especially since Jay Fox has written a very, like, good op-ed about it since that time, um, explaining, you know, what he had to do and how he also was kind of devastated by that change. That's good that he's, like, saying the things that are happening. Um, but not to harsh on UTA's gig because it really isn't their fault, but I do think that the board should understand when they have to make a decision like this again that the people who did this to you do not support transit anyway. So they're not going to help you with your funding anyways. They are 
they want you to fail whether or not you are supporting your queer employees and writers. They do not care. They are using the Pride bus as a cudgel. So call, they, the, call their bluff on funding anyways. When, you, when you've done this, now that you've done this, they will find something else to, attract, to attack transit with. That's my only message. They don't actually care about that. They are using it as a cudgel. And caving to them on this, in my opinion, does not set a good precedent, especially since your mandate is not from the state legislature, but directly from the taxpayers of Utah, who have voted directly to give you both your mandate and your funding. UTA is not a state-funded entity. UTA is not a state agency. It is an independent agency. It is an authority, which means that well, it is Well, according not to um, Rep- Representative Schultz, uh, quote, you are a state-owned entity, close quote. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's not quite how that works, I'm afraid. But I, I just think that, you know, and this is obviously only my opinion, but keep in mind who your friends and your enemies are because the people who threatened you with this are your enemies. They do not want UTA to exist. That is my first and final thing on the topic. Yeah. If they could, they would snap their fingers and UTA would disappear, especially the bus. Frontrunner might get to stick around, but everything else is bad and should go. Yeah, so, because the pores and the gays. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, no, they don't, good point. they don't care. They're, <laughs> they're attacking you with this so that they have ammunition in the, next politi- in the next session to try and do something bad to UTA, which they already wanted to do. If they had, even though that they've caved on this now, they will find something else to attack UTA with. So the board could have, should have called their bluff because they don't well, really have Well, I don't know that power. the board should have because that's, as much as it hurt my feelings and a lot of other people's feelings at UTA and, like, you know, made people feel unsafe writing, made people feel unsafe at work, also, it is kind of what you have to do. <laughs> but, like, I think that everybody just needs to understand that appeasement is not going to work with these people because they want UTA to disappear. Like, they don't care. They just want it to go away. And they'll use any tool they can to find ways to hurt UTA. So, if you can't tell, I'm a little pissed off from the way that I'm talking loudly and in, like, clipped tones. It'd be funny if we lived in a normal state. Well, I mean, geez. First of all, Trevor Lee needs to chill the heck out because... <laughs> just chill out, dude. Like it's not it's not affecting you. And second of all, queer people are the most likely demographic of all to ride transit. Period. I don't know. I don't know. I've said my opinion. That's all I got. I don't disagree with you. By any means. I think it's just an unfortunate situation. It's a very unfortunate situation where where state legislatures have decided, or state legislators, excuse me, have decided to play culture war with essential public services. Can't we have like a normal culture war? <laughs> like they have in Florida. Oh, Just yeah. Where directly they... attack the thing you don't like instead of like messing the funding Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So. No. Can we cancel them now? Isn't that how that works? We can't cancel don't, them. Do we, don't we have, like, a recall mechanism? We don't have enough clout for that. Yeah, we don't have enough clout to do a recall. And we don't live in Woods Cross. Oh, yeah. Uh, luckily. Luckily. Um, I mean, as far as uh, commuter 
bedroom communities of Salt Lake. It's pretty close. That is a very bedroom community. It's very convenient. Okay, and then final thing, uh, Connecticut is defunding Metro North service. It's getting cut in half because... Um, Isn't that like their only good service? Excuse me, not Connecticut, Rhode Island. Oh. So it's going to go from like 400 trains a day to like 200 trains a day. Across several lines. Big difference. Yes, it is because reasons, even though they ran a surplus this year. Isn't... Isn't that like a very well used system and also like the entirety of Grand Central? Yes. So there you go. Connecticut, or not Connecticut, Rhode Island, don't be dumb. Well. Uh, That's all I got for today. Um, Anybody else have anything? Yeah, I I didn't realize this episode was basically one large news segment. Yeah, it's just everything that happened since we were gone. Yeah. So, but. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Hollywood oh, tracks is broken again. <laughs> oh, nice. No reason stated. I think it might just still be recovering. Okay. So yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I do want to make one note before we leave. Um, friend of the podcast Logan Millsap mm-hmm. is running for city council in Springfield, oh, yeah. Utah. Based. Uh, so you know, if you're if you have some uh, money to throw around this campaign season, I would uh, humbly suggest that you give some of it to him. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at lt millsap, uh, and I believe he has posted a Venmo link, which is where he is currently accepting uh, donations. Yeah, um, you know, small you, place, small campaign. All we really need to do, all he really needs to do is get some signs printed. Two hundred dollars, yeah, would be yeah. would be everything to him. Also. Uh, I'm sure that at some point in the future he will be doing campaign-related things. So, uh, you know, go knock on doors for him. He's a good guy. He's yeah. done. He's already done a lot of great things for Springville. He's very involved in the community, and I think that he'd make a great city councilor. So, you know, better name it. Better. So can I, can I officially say the Red Line Podcast endorses Logan Millsap for Springville City Council four-year term. Hell yeah. (laughs) Sounds good. So So. get him out there. He's a strong candidate. Uh, Fantastic guy. So, yeah. The Redline Podcast will be committing voter fraud in Springville and Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep the in Minecraft on there. We'll we'll go to, like, the build a world Minecraft. Build the whole world Minecraft people and go to Springville. They've only built, like, part of Seattle so far. It turns out it takes a really long time to build the world. Yeah, Yeah, but they're working on making it faster. I saw that video. I watched that video, yeah. (laughs) So, as much as I would like to explore Minecraft Seattle, I mean. Well, maybe we should go build Minecraft Springville. Maybe we should go be regular Seattle. I love regular Seattle. I just wish it didn't rain. Yeah, and hey, they're getting three whole new miles of <laughs> transit with like, their new funding bills. What do you mean? Like, we live here, like, we should be wi- living somewhere it rains. What? I like our lack of rain. Well, we, you're not gonna like it so much in ten years. I won't be True. here in ten years. Well, <laughs> knock on composite. Yeah. Well, there's wood in there somewhere. There it was. No, it's on the other side. Uh, fiber board. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have patrons pulled up? Oh no, shoot, I forgot. Yeah. It's been so long. Or rusty. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm very... I, uh, Logan, yeah, great candidate. I think he can do great things. Yeah. Oh, yep. my goodness, Zach Adams. Adams. I know. I know. Zach oh Adams is... Hey, you want... You should come to dinner again, Zach, and this time we're paying. We are paying. Yeah. That's, that's an order. 
so our patrons are at double tracked high speed rail super super <laughs> Logan the pace and front runner tier with like fifty base tunnels through every with mountain, 50 base tunnels <laughs> through every mountain and branches to every conceivable city, uh, including Zach, Junction, including Junction, uh, <laughs> Colorado. No, Junction, Utah. Oh. Yeah. Not uh, the cool one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to Junction. Though. That would be Zach Adams with $69.69 per month. At regular frontrunner tier, $10 a month, we have Curtis. Some of our longest time supporters. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Herring, Devin Zander, Mike Christensen, and Phobos2390, or 2390, depending on your pronunciation. And then our red line tier, $5 a month, we have Brian Smith, Christopher Whaley, DJ, Hi Will Watkins, Generic GT, Jacob Whitecotton, Reluctant LA Resident, Robert P. Walsh, and Scott Harris. And blue line tier, hauling as always, just like the blue line usually does when it's not having mechanical issues or door issues. (laughs) (laughs) So not very often. (laughs) <laughs> Look, tracks tracks reliability is very good regardless of line. Period. It's a blue line tier. Go Burr. Um, we <laughs> we start off with Patrick Sloss at three dollars seventy seven cents per month. Wow. Thank you. We should we should send him a sticker for the extra seventy seven. That must have been inflation adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We hey, appreciate inflation's it. going down. It's at four percent now. That's still a lot, but that's good. That's pretty normal. They didn't increase rates. I thought normal was like two. Yeah, normal for the last ten years. Oh, okay. Not for like history. Anyway, gotcha. continue. We also have <laughs> Alex Stikelski, Ben Busath, Bradley Bondi, Elijah Kensler, Ethan McDonald, Evelyn, G4, Gonzo12, Jack Dean, John Heron Gorman, Martin Hecker Martinez, Matt Gray, Old Trolley, and Seth. You guys really stuck around, and we do yeah, appreciate Yeah, we didn't do it. anything. Yeah. We appreciate you sticking around, even yeah. though we were bad and having stuff. Uh, we're going to be videos. good now. We have lots of great stuff coming. Next the Redline epi- Podcast character arc. Next episode will be on the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Design. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. How's Metro editing going? Have we started? We have not started. No, uh, great. I, Are you going to give us your footage? I am... Ever? don't think there's enough space in the drive for it. When I get so home, I'll tell get... you the amount I have downloaded. Alex needs which... to send me one number. I need to double check it, then we can clear you out yeah. some space. Okay. And I, you gotta I log I... me in on my phone again because I've logged out of everything. Great. We'll it... get you a password manager too no. so you can hold on to the password. If I brought the hard drive when I was sick, which I didn't think about, we could have probably had some work done. Oh, that's too bad. I know. Yeah. I was very bummed. So. Rev. So anyway, yeah. No, that should be out in August or maybe... It'll September, be out yeah. sometime. It'll be out someday. Maybe it'll be out... Uh, if it's in, if it's running late, we'll come up with some other video content in the meantime. Uh, Metro Season 2, filming soon. Oh, yeah. This one will be different. Very different, actually. We can play chess on the Avenue's grid. Uh, I was thinking... Okay, well, you can turn this off because we don't want this leaking. See, I would, say, I would say that's a bad idea because it's like...